Welcome to the Garbage Pod. This weekend, visit the Letchworth Food and Garden Festival for a marketplace of fresh produce, celebrity chefs, food samples, garden displays, and more. Featuring ex-Coronation Street actor Sean Wilson and CBB's favorite Mr. Bloom. Letchworth Food and Garden Festival, this Saturday and Sunday. Visit letchworthfoodfestival.co.uk for details. There's something curious about this broadcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 23 of the Garbage Pod. I think you can guess what this episode is all about from the introduction there. So let's get straight on into the festivities. With me on the show today I have Garbage Pod regular Adri Bullholt Mallows. How you doing fella? I'm doing very well thank you. Hello to everyone out there in the podosphere as well. Uh, I'm doing very good. Got a slight cold so I apologise but uh, other than that feeling good. I've got uh, an apology to make as well. Apologies for not getting this show out sooner, but it's the only available opportunity I had to hook up with Adri to record the show. Alan Taylor-Shearer from ATS Photography and 1800 Online, who joined forces with the Garbage Pod for the Letchworth Food and Garden Festival, was due to be with us, um, but he's in Downing Street at the moment in his official capacity today. So what's he doing down there? I'm I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I believe there's some kind of uh, petition or something um, being handed in to the Prime Minister today. It's to do with the, the sad business that happened in Woolwich earlier in the week, uh, which we, we don't really want to go into right now. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've been to Letchworth before for the, um, uh, the Letchworth Beer Festival, haven't you? Uh, Yes, I have, yeah. It was like a, a flying visit, really, for the evening. Just went down into the, the greenhouse, I believe it's called, isn't it? That's right. So this is your first real visit to the Garden City, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was my first real trip around the Garden City. Nice to have a walk around and, and see it during daylight hours, uh, see its true colours. And uh, what were your first impressions of us? Yeah, very nice. Yeah, well, I was born and raised a Hertfordshire man anyway, so um, it was quite nice to be... Uh, Back in the uh, back in the home county that was Hertfordshire, would we call it a t- it's town, isn't it? Rather than it is a town. Uh, there's differences between towns and cities and garden cities. I won't go too much into that right now because um, I'm hoping uh, at some point in the future um, to speak to Josh Tidy from what is now going to be known as the International Garden City Exhibition, which opens in July. Ah, right, OK. Whereabouts will they be doing that? Well, it's actually in the home of the first Garden City Heritage Museum. It's all had a, a bit of a revamp inside. They can't touch it on the outside because it's a listed building. Uh, but on, on in the inside of it, it's all been revamped and it's going to be given a more international feel because there are garden cities all over the world. So it's going to be showcasing them all. Fantastic. So hopefully I can hook up with him and uh, we can find out what a garden city actually is. I was also intrigued by the, uh, the multiple high street idea there was two or three wasn't there yeah you have um you have east cheap you have lays avenue and then you have the main uh the garden square shopping center in the center of it all then off of there you've got station road um so it's kind of like um our high street if you like goes in a kind of triangle nice idea it, it's it's very different and as, as you saw in letchworth our town is made up of more 
unique shops, more independent traders rather than your big brand yeah, brand names. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to see that. Actually, very nice to see that. The Food and Garden Festival is a huge two-day event in the Garden City calendar, and this year we have a patron for the festival, Jean-Christophe Novelli who is a world-renowned Michelin-star chef and has established his cookery academy just up the road in the village of Tea Green. Let's find out a little bit more about the Food and Garden Festival as I have a rather unusual interview with Letchworth Town Centre Manager and event organiser Lee Boswell. Oh, am I being recorded? All right, as we speak. <laughs> no, it's fine, go for it. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm not too bad, Lee, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, I'm just making a smoothie. Now, for the uh, uh, listeners, Lee is on a, uh, a dynamo-powered, well, he's not dynamo-powered, it's a bike with a dynamo attached to a smoothie maker, and uh, he's doing his best to... Trying to make banana and strawberry smoothie. <laughs> uh, when I went on it, I thought it would take about a minute, but I've been told it takes 15 minutes, so that's good, isn't it? That's going to be uh, interesting afterwards, then. Still, it'll be hopefully pleasant. <laughs> we shall wait and see. But uh, I certainly won't need to do any uh, cardio later on. <laughs> Put it that way. Now, um, how many of these uh, got the, the Garden City food festivals have you been doing now? Uh, well, this is the third food, food and garden festival. Started in 2010, uh, May 2010, by the Heritage Foundation. Um, there wasn't one in 2011. And we introduced it back in 2012, 12, yep. uh, but as a food and garden festival, bringing in the garden uh, theme. And, uh, and this is the third year so, that we've done it, 2013. Um, pushed harder on the garden theme this year, yep. uh, brought in a lot more gardening elements. The gardening stage is obviously doing very well at the top end, but uh, the draw is still here, obviously being the, the food elements. So there's a lot of food stalls here today. Um, and we're all doing really really well the weather stayed dry which is the bonus yeah i was a bit concerned about that actually i saw three different weather forecasts and thought which one do i go with <laughs> but um yeah we, we're at the mercy of the weather no matter what happens i'm just taking a break whilst i give this blend blend this smoothie a bit of a stir it's getting there uh one second but um yeah we can never be you can never be confident that it's going to be a nice day um, 2010 was absolutely scorching hot. Yeah, I got sunburned. The last year. couple of years <laughs> has been a bit quiet, a bit uh, not as not as pleasant. But hey, it's dry. That's the main thing. That is certainly true. And the traders are having a really good time. They're really doing well. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people out. Uh, we've got some great things to come down for. We've got a competition to win a 300-pound Monarch 20 barbecue. It's completely free to enter. Uh, we've got Sean Wilson about to sign his uh, books for the punters if they want them. Um, we've got uh, the garden plate competition as well, which has been introduced to all the schools. Uh, and we've got Sniffer the dog from the Comet, he's here, Comet, yeah. entertaining the crowds as well. Lots to do, lots to see. So has the uh, festival sort of expanded year on year? Or? Yeah, yeah, due to the popularity of it, more and more storeholders want to come along. Um, and uh, this year we've introduced the French market, which has added another, added another 20 so, or so stalls. Um, so that's good. Hello. And uh, and then on top of that, we've got um, bigger celebrities, I guess. Tomorrow we've got Mr. Bloom, who is uh, a CBeebies, um, a chap who, who with his veggies, entertains the, the, the young kids. Yeah. Uh, yep. He's here tomorrow on the gardening stage at 11:30. Uh, 
Uh, that's Sunday. And I'm pretty sure tomorrow we'll be absolutely rammed with uh, little children. So I can I'm sure I'll be making smoothies all day for them, probably. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done. Right, fantastic. And uh, what I always say is that whenever Letchworth has uh, events, uh, there's always a fantastic turnout. Yeah, yeah, there's that's no underestimation to say that people in Letchworth do come out for the events and beyond. It's not just Letchworth, it's uh, the surrounding areas. So uh, we've done a lot of, we don't get a lot of money to advertise the event. That's the, the thing we struggle with the most. So we're, we're completely reliant on sponsors. Um, this event was sponsored by various organisations. The Heritage Foundation, North Arts District Council, Archant, who run the Comet newspaper, uh, Bicker Dykes, uh, Garden Square Shopping Centre, uh, they've all sponsored the event, um, so that under the Love Letchworth banner we were able to put it on. Um, and we only have a limited resource to get the, the message out, so it's posters, leaflets going into schools. Uh, this year we did actually put some uh, money into radio advertising, so that's worked quite well. Um, Heart Radio put it on adverts, but they also had presenters talking about it and mentioned it on the actual thing and that was very very um, well received that was very popular. We'll be surprised how powerful um, radio broadcast well, uh, radio advertising yeah. is. Well one one presenter sort of having a word with just talking about it rather than just an advert makes a big difference so uh, we would certainly look to do, to repeat that success again next year or for Christmas. Now how close is this? What do you reckon? It's not far off is it? I is think that nearly there? Pretty done, yeah. What do you reckon guys? Is that done? How close am I? Sammy, have I got it? Are you going to try it, Sammy? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? It's, it's, quite it's, it's a bit lumpy. You will get some bits in. <laughs> I'll give it another minute, I reckon. And that's about it. And then I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink this. I'll probably actually eat it, it's so thick. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it gets, it's very popular. People enjoy it, people come along. And, uh, I always work on the success of an event based on how many other people who want to try to make money out of it. So, you know, extra stalls that we didn't actually invite or haven't actually signed up suddenly turn up and want to try and... I had a call uh, about an hour ago from somebody who was at another market wow. today and I said, oh, I've just heard about this and somebody's telling me how good it is, can I come along tomorrow? So, you know, it's things like that that prove how successful it is. Because the one thing I will say about Letchworth, I mean, I've only been in Letchworth for six years now and I, I always say that Letchworth is a town with a village community feel. Yeah, and that's what we're focusing on because um, community is the most important thing because it's, it's that's what will bring people into the town. We can't expect, with all due respect to every retailer in the town, we can't expect the retail offer to be the thing that the main driving force. You know, we don't have the big brand names. Well, we do have some obviously in the shopping centre, but not some of the big brand names of the department stores, Devlin's, Marks and Spencer's that, mm. that people would love to see. And the reality is they're not they're not expanding their portfolio, so they're not right. likely to come to lecture. So we have to focus on what we do have, and the leisure industry is what we're focusing on, bringing people for, to the town for a reason, and that reason should be about leisure, enjoying yourself, meeting your friends, that community, as you said, right, rightly so, Mark. <laughs> I'm done. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. No problem at all. Right. I'm going to try some.
So after the event, um, Lee estimated that between 10 and 16,000 people attended the festival this year, which is pretty impressive, isn't it? For a local festival like that, that's that's going really well. And because they say the advertising on, on the radio seemed to work wonders. So what were your highlights of your time at the festival? Watching uh, Sean Wilson uh, was one, and um, it was great to see that, uh, obviously... Uh, Got the children involved with the uh, with the cooking as well. That, that's always great to see when um, when they're getting the the local community involved with the demonstrations. There was a fantastic garden display actually right at the top of one of the streets um, where yeah. they had like the John Deere and everything else, and then they just had uh, the flowers and the way the garden was arranged was fantastic. Yeah, that was on the the on the corner of uh, Lays Avenue and uh, East Cheap there on um, Station Place. Right outside the uh, Colonnade pub and uh, the whole of that area there because you had the main stage for the gardening part there which you saw there, the the Bickerdykes stage. Uh, As you say, there was a load of John Deere stuff and then next to them they had the the Heritage Foundation who were promoting bees because of there are a lack of bees at the moment and what they were doing, they were issuing everybody with a free packet of special seeds of, of plants that attract bees um so hopefully you can get more bees back in the garden they had a a a beehive actually there and uh, the bees were in and out every now and then just doing their thing not bothering anybody (laughs) (laughs) that's it well the bees are an essential part of the pollination process aren't they so that's right anything we can do to encourage bees that's it that is certainly true we also got to meet up with the social cam phenomenon that is Moonkey, didn't we? Yeah, that was an experience, <laughs> a little legend. If you go on the show notes uh, of this episode, you'll see uh, uh, the video of when the Garbage Pod met Moonkey. Um, also, you will find on there, uh, there's a picture of uh, Alan Taylor Shearer with Moonkey, and he has his own Twitter account, so you'll be able to see that there too. One of the main attractions of the uh, cookery stage was Sean Wilson, who um, Adri mentioned just now, and he made a name for himself uh, for 21 years, not as a chef, but all will be revealed as Alan chats to Sean and his best friend and business partner, Mark Revel. Okay, so Mark Revel, um, what is it you're doing here today? In, uh... Well, we're doing a cookery demo with a Saddlewood Cheese Company, me yep. and Sean, and we're doing a cookery demo where you know, we've done a selection of recipes from our cookbook, the Great Northern Cookbook, which is out uh, on, by Hodder and Stoughton, and it's doing very well, and we go around, and people tend to like it. So what got you into cheese, then? Um, it's just a great passion for food that me and Sean have, and uh, Sean decided to become a cheesemaker, and he wanted somebody to do it with him, and with, we've been friends for over 30 years, right. so that's uh, we just decided yeah why not let's so give two it a go it's got together and yeah and uh, we're having a bit of a laugh with it excellent, excellent. Okay. okay sure hello since you left Corrie hi you've ended up cheese food yeah what brought that on uh, well, I've always been a foodie mm. always since Keith Floyd came to our screens in 1984 and he said to the men of the country come on Let's have a glass of wine. Let's do a little bit of cooking. He, uh, he, lit, he lit the fire, basically. Right, right. And now I'm a big collector of cookbooks. I've worked in a Michelin star restaurant. I have my own cheese making company, yeah. Lancashire Provenance Cheese. Um, I'm very much a Lancashire boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go, we travel up and down the country, extolling the virtues of our cheeses, but also to bring a bit of fun to these places as well. You know, have a bit of a giggle, which is what we tend to do up in Lancashire. 
wrong side at Pennines, man. But, well, you, know, you call it wrong side at Pennines. Good, <laughs> that, <you know. laughs> why, why Lexworth? What's uh, well, food festivals on? But... Sally and Lee, the organisers, um, they like to use people uh, like ourselves, that people obviously will recognise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been, uh, spent 21 years in Coronation Street, it's a long yeah. time. Do you know, I didn't realise it had been that long. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Why it's a Corifan. Right. And, but I didn't, I, I honestly couldn't mm. say that, well, it was, it was 18 and then... Well, I must be one of the most recognised pe- people, ex-people that were in mm. Coronation Street, yeah. those alive anyway. Because I can't, I can't go anywhere without somebody, well, everybody pointing at us, yeah. which is fine, you know. It's nice that people remember the character really well. Yeah. And we've come down and we've had a giggle and that's exactly what she wanted us to do. So tell us about this book then. Well, uh, we did the Great Northern Cookbook. Um, we filmed the Great Northern Cookbook for six weeks last summer and it didn't rain on us. Nice. I know, well amazing. Well Absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and um, we were um, approached by Hodder and Stone, really big publishers in London, lovely people, mm. and they said, right, well, there isn't a northern cookbook, there isn't a book that collects all northern recipes together, and we'd like you to do it. So that's where the book came Perfect. from. Perfect. Yeah. And we're really proud of it, because yeah. there isn't another book, and maybe a generation or a couple of generations have been missed out now. The mums now have to make cheese and onion pies. Mm. Uh, some of the mums and grandmas now have to make the Eccles cakes, or jam roly-polies, or oven bottom muffins, or uh, Lancashire hot pots, yeah. you know, or um, you know, there's, there's a million. There's well, there's 95 recipes in that, uh, and we were proud to do it. And maybe those generations that have uh, missed out, they can actually go and you know, they, they can source the book and they can cook exactly the way that Grandma used to. Start cooking which for is themselves. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which is what it's all about. Yeah. And actually knowing what's in the food. Yeah. Instead of going and buying a flipping pizza. I mean, I do, I do a radio show this week, and one of the, one of the things we've been talking about is additives in food. And there's so many things, so many additives, but you're, you're extolling the fact that make stuff yourself. Absolutely, and it's great fun to be in the kitchen. Keith Floyd showed us all that. Yeah. You know, you can have a glass of wine, you can get the kids in there, or you can cook with Sorry. your wife, or, you know, you get your friends round. It doesn't all have to be called on blue cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about getting together and having a bit of fun and a bit of social time, and that's yeah. what we're about. I appreciate your time, Sean. Great. Thank, you. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. So that was a great interview there. We will put up on the show notes uh, links to Sean's um, Saddleworth um, Cheese Company. And I've just been racking my brain why Hodder and Staunton spring to mind. Um, and it just dawned on me that um, Hodder and Staunton were the publishers behind all the Asterix books. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, why do I know that publisher? <laughs> And then it's because of the great children's books. That's right. Now, Sean and Mark, uh, as Adri mentioned uh, earlier, um, ambassadors for endorsing um, children to get involved in in cooking. And uh, actually, on their time on the on the main stage, there um, they actually got um, children to volunteer to uh, come up and help them prepare some dishes and one of the girls that was lucky enough to be picked to go on stage was called Abby and Alan caught up with Abby and her mum after the the show and um, had a few words with them. Abby, hi, Um, what was it like going up meeting Sean? Good. (laughs) What did Abby do? Made me roll the pastry. Right. And, uh, so this cooker demonstration. What brought you today? Was it was it to see Sean? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to come and see Sean. So well, I, well, I saw your hand go up really quickly. Yeah. 
My mum told me to. Mum loves Eccles cakes, don't I? Yeah. Is that what that what you were making? Yeah. So why did you come here today? Uh, we came last year and we live in Letchworth so it's always nice to come down and see all the different stalls and everything and we came mainly for the fudge ups. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be one thing that brings you here and it's yes. the fudge, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was here last year. It's very good. <laughs> right. So you met Sean, and you've rolled these pastry for his Eccles cakes. Is that the highlight of your day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You seem really like starstruck. <laughs> I love. I'm, I'm a big soap fan. Right. So anyone, Martin Platt. Yeah. Have to come and see, don't we? Yeah. Did, so you knew it was going to be here. And yes, definitely. Made a special trip. Yes. To... Yes, we like Coronation Street. So. Yeah. Brilliant. So what do you think about the fact that he's gone on and done this after leaving the street? Well, I haven't actually seen him do anything. I haven't seen him on television no. or anything. When I read that he was going to be down here, I thought he might come. I might buy one of his cookery books afterwards. Like me. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, and, uh, and the festival in general, what do you think about it? I mean, you came last year, so how yeah. does it compare? I think it's busier this year. Do you think it's busier this year? Last year we watched Dean Edwards do the thing and it, he wasn't as busy as this. So yeah, I think it's a lot busier and more variety of stalls, I think. Now, I know that Abby took one of our business cards because she was anxious to hear herself on the show. So, um, hello Abby, and um, I hope that you and your mum had a fantastic day. I think on uh, Abby's mum's recommendation, um, Alan actually bought some fudge. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> he did, actually. He bought some um, beer-flavoured fudge. <laughs> I bet that tasted interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was really weird, actually, because it was in a pint glass, in a John Smith's uh, pint glass, and obviously you had the brown bit at the bottom and the white bit on the top to make it look like it had a head. And it really yeah. does look like a pint of beer until you try and pour it, and then it's solid in the glass. So there he oh, is. You have to cut it out of the glass. Yeah, he's there with a spoon. <laughs> try and scoop it out. Brilliant. Actually, one thing I, I picked up on, actually, from the Sean Wilson interview, it's fantastic to hear him say that he got his inspiration from Keith Floyd. Yeah, a lot of people don't mention Keith Floyd when they, uh, when they talk about their inspiration. You know, it's all your... Jamie Olivers and your Gordon Ramsays and such like, but um, no, he was one of the guys who started off the the the, the TV chef really. Um, yeah, like a pioneer. Yeah, he, he was pretty much. I mean, I know there were a couple uh, before him, but he really made a name for himself doing that, and um, he, he's sadly missed. Always fun to see his shows with with him and a, a glass of wine on on, on the go at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was a, a little bit for the pot and uh, a little bit more for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after. Sean's spot on the show. It was uh, it was lunchtime, wasn't it? So it was. we um, we headed off to the Dragon King Chinese buffet for a celebratory meal because obviously we we 
all hadn't met up before um so we wanted to sit down and have a, a meal and a, a bit of a natter um so we, yeah we went to the dragon king which was quite amusing really wasn't it the uh the, the waiter that we had was uh, a bit of a comedian really wasn't he <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, the the man who didn't like to be called sir but was happy to be called slacker because that's what everyone else called him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he was he was brilliant actually he was um that he was very entertaining but if anyone's ever in in Letchworth, uh, I do recommend the Dragon King. It's uh, it's quite good value for money. It is yeah, it was seven twenty five, was it, or seven ninety nine? Sorry for the all you can eat lunchtime buffet. And one of the un- unusual things that they serve, which is the only Chinese place that I've actually seen it, is sesame chicken toast. Uh, right, yeah, you were saying about that because it's normally prawn toast, isn't it? That's but... right. But these days, there's so many people that have got uh, allergies towards um, prawns and, and shellfish and uh, that kind of stuff. That, um, yeah, sesame chicken toast. Brilliant. And there was another thing there as well that I got told not to put my hands in uh, by the <laughs> aforementioned waiter, which was the... Uh, the chocolate fountain. Don't put your fingers in it. <laughs> no, don't put your fingers in it. But there's lots of other things that you can put in it, like marshmallows and, and breadsticks and things like that. And, and there's also... Strawberries, yeah. The funniest thing was getting some uh, ice cream and then pouring some chocolate on it. And the ice cream is, is so cold that it's literally straight out of the freezer that the chocolate sticks to it straight away and just uh, freezes up. It reminds me of something from the the late 70s, early 80s, um, uh, which was a, a product called Ice Magic. And basically, it did the same thing. You put this chocolate sauce or caramel sauce or strawberry sauce over the top of your ice cream, and it went hard like proper chocolate. Yeah, it made it interesting to try and eat it afterwards because you wanted to get to the ice cream, but you've got to get through a frozen layer of chocolate first. I didn't really think that one through. It's almost like eating a choc ice, really. (laughs) Yeah, very much so, yeah. But trying to eat it with a spoon when it's just come out of the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) But it gave us a a brilliant time to um, get to know Alan and uh, his, his lovely wife, Didi Sue and uh, his mum Jenny. Yeah, it was great to have to have lunch with them all. Good to sit down and, and spend the time and, and as you say, get to know them and just just generally have a chat. And uh, it was yeah, we spent probably what about an hour and a half, I think, in there in the end, didn't we? Yeah, something like that. Because um, Jenny uh, makes a, a regular appearance on uh, Alan's uh, eighteen hundred online webcast. She's uh, quite a, a fountain of of knowledge and. Um, she keeps him in tow as well, actually, when <laughs> when he's on the air. Always good to have someone to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Crichton, what are you doing, man? Oh, sir, I'm listening to the Garbage Pod. It's a podcast I found in the podosphere. After lunch, the Bullhawk and I spent the afternoon visiting various stalls that were all over the town centre. Uh, we met up with the uh, good folks behind the uh, Letchworth Festival, which takes place every June for 17 days and hosts over 100 events and activities during that time. We had been in touch with the uh, Letchworth Festival people and asked them whether they would like us to cover any of the events for them and um, they were quite happy to uh, talk with us and um, here's a clip of it. Oh, she was. Yes. <laughs> no, not blog people, iPod. Garbage. Garbage. Uh, Garbage. Uh, Garbage. 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 Garbage.
if you'd let us know what, what you'd want us to do. If you've got the programme, do you want to have a flick through and see if there's anything that you think is suitable for a podcast at the event? Yeah, sure. Um, because that would probably be better because you know better than us how these things work. I mean, proms would be nice. Yeah, definitely. That's a big event. Um, and, you know, it's up to you, really, what you'd like to do. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, also, because some of the... I, mean, I, I should know... say that the Festival Steering Committee is just an umbrella organisation. We don't actually... We organise proms and a couple of other events, but the rest of it, what we have to do is, if you think an event would be make a good subject, then we can get in touch with the people organising it and say, how would you feel about this? Oh, right. Okay. And then, because um, we couldn't possibly... There's only half it's sort of quite amazing what you actually cover in your programme though, there's know, a lot of it's things. It's great, you know, people come to us year after, you know, this is our fourth year, so, um, you know, people start to realise the benefits it brings their clubs, that's what it's about really. Brilliant. So there were about 200 involved last year, clubs and small local businesses, so, sorry, I'm sounding like a marketing person. No, 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 it's good, it's good, it's, 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 well, it's gratifying as someone who's, yeah. um, you know, organising it, that people actually see the benefits well, themselves from yeah. their groups. I was, I was talking to Lee, uh, who runs yeah, this, Lee this event, well, yeah. uh, and he was saying that uh, there's some other events locally that have been t- taking place today, mm. and they've heard about this festival, and they've asked whether they can bring their stalls tomorrow, just on, oh, really? just on hearsay. So it's amazing how these things work. And this is what I want to try and do with the podcast because we do get out to quite a few people um, and some of it is not, uh, some of the people we talk to are, are not uh, local either. Um, we, and then some, some of these people are from uh, America and places like that, just interested in things that are just quintessentially English. Um, I wouldn't mind going to some of the, the open house events that we've got on there. I have had a little look on there already, uh, only a little browse, but um, yeah, definitely we'll go through and... Um, yeah, well, if, you, if you send it to contact at Lexington, you've got that detail, obviously, because yeah. And then we'll see what we can do to put you in touch with the people organising those events. Brilliant, Is absolutely. That right? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Can I just ask why you called yourself the Garbage Pod? What's the story behind that? Well, the Garbage Pod, uh, it was all to do with a television series that used to be called Red Dwarf. Oh, really? Um, do you know, I love Red Dwarf. Um, when I lived abroad, my partner used to take it for me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so gar- yeah, you'll be t- you'll know what yeah. the, the garbage that. pod reference is, yeah. is from that. Also, um, sometimes uh, depending on the shows, we would cover news stories, weird and wonderful news stories, and so it's a bit random. So that's also some of the side on the garbage side of things. But um, I thought it was a name that was quite punchy. And it gets people asking the question, why the garbage yeah, pod? I have to yeah. say, when I saw it come through on the subject line, I thought, oh, but, you know, you have to open all your emails that come in when you're organising a festival, and I realised that appearances were deceptive. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I can make some contacts from this and get Letchworth on the map. That would be great. So we'll Thank have a look through and yeah, we'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank Thanks you. a lot. We're currently negotiating with organisers of various events so that we can bring you a a little bit of coverage from them. Um, Also, my birthday falls right in the middle of the festival, so that conflicts a little bit with the uh, 
with the festivities, unfortunately. Yeah, doesn't it? It coincided with the uh, board games afternoon, didn't it? I think that uh, really intrigued me. <laughs> yeah, that did seem uh, uh, quite an interesting thing, really, because as a lot of, well, especially kids today, don't really play board games. And uh, myself, I'm, I'm uh, I love board games. I know I've got loads of them, and uh, they're fantastic to play, especially in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we used to uh, <laughs> grow up playing board games at home, and. And particularly around holiday times, like Christmas used to be a, a big time. You used to have much TV, didn't you? So much, much TV in the evenings. It all used to be about sort of family coming together and and playing a game of Monopoly or, or Scrabble or Game of Life, those sort of old school games, really. And I remember one Christmas even getting a Guess Who for Christmas. That was very good. Yeah, there are some uh, classic games out there. Um, it was actually, when I was going through a um, looking book of the 80s, uh, there was a competition in there. Um, not a competition that you can go in for, because it was an old competition that they'd found in one of the old magazines. And it was to win a book, and it was called The Big Book of Board Games. And I don't know if you remember this, Adri, that um, Andy used to have this book. It was a huge book that you used to fold the pages over and each page was a probably like a double a3 page and yeah. uh, when you turn the pages over each one was a new board game so all you needed was dice and counters and things don't you remember that uh, i don't know that i do I know, I i'm can't... struggling to remember it but uh, my memories from that sort of time kind of fade in and out <laughs> as soon as i saw it i was like oh my god i remember that <laughs> Yeah, lots of fun, I'm sure, because if you literally just need counters and and uh, and some dice, then it's kind of hours of entertainment right there, isn't there? There's, there's probably about 20 different games in this book. Was it the likes of Ludo and Snakes and Ladders and things like that? Or? There was there was Ludo-type games. There was a couple of Ludo-type games. And these, these are games from all over the world, so... You know, it's a different take on different types of games. Obviously, you had things in the in the back, like backgammon and and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting book because not only could you play the games, but it actually told you the history of each of the games and what what country they came from and and things like that. It's you know quite a good book. Yeah. So where might people can people still get hold of this book, and, and where might be the best place to? possibly on places like ebay I, I did see a copy of it on one of the amazon marketplaces they, there's a couple of bookshops on the uh, on the amazon marketplace that's probably more most likely where you're going to get them because i don't think this book's still in print but you know secondhand bookshops that kind of thing if you can still find them because they're becoming a bit of a rarity these days secondhand bookshops yeah i wonder if that's because there's a quite a few people that uh, are getting um, well, they're aware of the second hand bookshops and they know that they can go in and buy them for a, a cheap a cheaper price and uh, if they're actually of some value then they can then sell them on themselves on eBay for a substantial profit so that probably doesn't help possibly yeah they're, they're, that is the kind of mentality people are having these days unfortunately Right, yeah, there was a couple of the events that we uh, I was looking at. Uh, one of them I know you can't actually make. Uh, I'm going to try and get John over uh, to um, take part in that one if I can. Basically, on the 22nd of June, 
there is a it's called celebrating Letchworth life um, so there's going to be all kinds of shows and demonstrations and things of, of Letchworth from the past uh, which will be quite an interesting one um, there's another one um, I don't know if you can actually make which is the day after the 23rd um, that's a, a possibility but it depends on how my body holds up because I've actually got some American football matches on the 22nd so that's why I can't, <laughs> can't make the event so if this weekend is anything to go by um, I might not be able to make them because I got a little bit of sunstroke and I also destroyed my ankle a little bit so uh, that's feeling a little bit tender yes, this one will not be a um, so taxing uh, because it's the proms in the park right on the 23rd yeah right okay so the- um, well as I say, yeah, if I if I can make it, I will um, I will have to let you know actually on that one because as I, said, I don't want to promise anything the day after a game just because you never know what might crop up injury wise. So I'm I'm going to go back to the people at the Letchworth Festival and send them an email and say uh, these are the kind of events that we would like to cover if possible. Laura Larue here. Whenever I'm in the podosphere, there's only one place to be: the garbage pod. Uh, we went on to uh, another stall, which we had a really interesting chat with a guy named Andy Skeen, who runs a brewery called Dominion and um, brews Pitfield's organic beers. And uh, he told us a little bit uh, about the history of British beer. Yeah, I'm yeah, blessed so. with living in Stourbridge. I was living in the West Midlands for a while, and in the public library there, they had a great big book. It was the social history of beer in Britain. And it started from Roman taverns, tavernas and all that, roadside inns and stuff, Yeah, on the Roman roads. And then brewing became more and more popular through Saxon times and all the way through medieval and all that. And what, it's, what part it played in the whole culture of these islands. That's what it was. It was food and drink. It was, you know, it... And badly brewed, you know, beer was hit and miss, malting was hit and miss, crops were hit and miss, you know, everyone's still hit and miss now, you know, agriculture's hit and miss all the time. Yeah. You're prey to nature, aren't you? That's just the way it goes, and that's, your your brewing keeps you in touch with the land, because your crop, the quality of your malt can go up and down, the, the, the prices go up and down, certainly, and um, you just see how it... In, in, when people have, you know, poor diets, very, very poor diets, you know, peasants were on root vegetables if they could find that, so scrubbing what they could and all that. Badly brewed beer where you've got lots of sugar still there, malt sugars, complex sugars, not easy, not glucose, just like that. You've got maltose, you've got dextrins, which give, dextrins are heavy sugars, they give body to beer. And uh, then you've got lots of yeast in there as well. Vitamin B1 through vitamin B12 in yeast. You got zinc, niacin, magnesium, all sorts of stuff in there. It's it's liquid bread. It's, it's yeah, a vitamin yeah. pill chucked in it. I've never thought of it. That you know, way so before. you add that to a really poor diet, and you've got up to subsistence level in your diet. So beer is actually keeping people alive. It's keeping them up just enough to keep going. And it's been boiled, so it's better than the water. So what were you saying? What, what hops do you actually use? In, because you've got two there. Well, we've got yeah. That's 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 Hallertau. That's that's a German now German. The the, the ones we use back in when we went organic in 2000 that was from New Zealand yeah that's the only place we could get it because they could grow organic hops in New Zealand <laughs> because there weren't any endemic pests to hops down there so we got them from there but then Germany started doing it and stuff 
Okay. Take care. And uh, now we can get organic hops closer to home, although we still get them from New Zealand on occasion. And then these are not organic hops, those are Cascade, those are American hops. Yeah. And if you're sort of out sort of drinking sort of American style IPAs in the UK, of which there are many now, more than likely they've, they've got Cascade or a relative Cascade hop in it. And they're very distinct. You can sort of try those hops and then try those hops. Just, just, just get them between your hands and just rub them together. You get the oil off into the palms of your hands. And then cup your hands and sniff. Oh yeah. Now then try it with those. Okay. Just dump those anyway, it doesn't matter. It's organic. <coughs> oh wow. Completely different, eh? That is so much flowering. Yeah, that's right. That. And you get more citrus in that, sort of grapefruity almost and stuff yeah. like that. Lemony. Yeah. Because I think I've had um Californian pale ale. Yep, it'll have, it'll have, they're from an area in Washington State called Yakima Valley. And a lot of hops, you got, that's Cascade, there's Chinook, there's Mount Hood, there's, um, oh, there's all sorts of different hops. And there, a lot of them have sort of common rootstocks and all that. Yeah. Wow. But you wouldn't know it, the actual sort of, uh, one of the parents of that hop, Cascade, was Fuggled, which is a classic English yeah. hop, but it got crossed with a Russian rootstock, and it, it came up with that, which is completely, this, a mi it's a million miles from Fuggled. You wouldn't believe it's got anything to do with it. It's incredible. So yeah, so that's all, and you can do what you want now. You've got sort of organic hops, I've got 20 different varieties. Non-organic hops, you've got at least 50. And uh, hop acreage in the UK is going down. And, and imports in the United States are going up. Yeah. So I think this is a bit of a cry and shame, actually. And but the British Hop Institute, the uh, British Hops as they call themselves now, are trying to doing kind of a rearguard action to sort of breed new varieties, crossing with American or something. They should have done this 20 years ago. Yeah. They didn't see they were slow, very island mentality basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're too comfortable in their own shoes, I think. You know, and they they didn't see this at all coming. They should have been crossbreeding, bringing in new rootstocks from Japan and. Russia and all that and trying to do something different. Now they're doing this rearguard action and it takes five or ten years for a hop variety to come on. So, and meanwhile, British acreage is going down. German acreage over the, over the 20 year, last 20, 30 years, I think, it's gone up to 55,000 hectares. Or 55,000, yes, 55,000 hectares. In the UK, it's 2,000 hectares. They used to be equal. They used to be equal. Wow. It just shows you the, the Germans have believed in their hops, they've done more to do it, the British have just let them slide. Crying Chambers. Hey? Hey? Lace. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's, it's, it's not, it wasn't the lazy business, it was the overconfidence. And, yeah, the, and, and, and it was also the change in the British brewing industry as well, because the big British breweries back 20, 30 years ago were using British hops and lots of them. But then globalization happened. When I started brewing, there were six big breweries. Now there's two, maybe one. It's all it's all interbrew now, or InBev now. I think they changed. It's all run out of Brazil. You know, you got Molson Coors in Burton, and you've got interbrew or InBev running the rest and uh, 
they can they'll import hops from wherever's the cheapest. Basically, that's what's going to happen. There's no national pride or national program. So, anyways, they're trying their best, and hopefully, they'll resurrect it. You know? Yeah. But in the well, meantime, I'm going to use as many British hops as I can. Can I grab a bottle of the Shoreditch Stout? Sure. There you go. Three twenty-five, please. Thank you very much. Nice one. Would you like to take one of the leaflets? Oh, as well? please do. Yeah, yeah. nice one. Thank well, you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Good thinking about that, man. Thank you. Yeah, get in touch if you want. Yeah, yeah thanks for Dominion. Much. Dominion's my company. I'm Renton Pitfield. All right. So, um, yeah, by the Dominion website, there's a Pitfield page there. Contact details are on the website. Um, and all that. Can I get your name as well so we know who we spoke oh, on? Yeah, is it you right on the bottom, are you, sir? Ah, yeah, no worries. Perfect. I'm Andy Skeen, that's me. Oh, perfect. I brew it, I make it, I bottle it, I run it, I invoice, I deliver it. You all look full shooting match. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you very much for all your time. Right. You're more than welcome. I'll give him two quick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you say the Eco Warriors are cross between bitter and lager. lager. Yeah. Okay, can I have a bottle Brewed of... like an ale, but it's got a lager hop in it. It's right. half and half. So can I have an Eco Warrior and a Letchworth Light Ale? Sure you can. Here you go. What's no, the, the, the Light Ale, not the Light Ale. Oh, what about the Light Ale? There, go over there. Yeah, my, dad, my dad used to drink uh, Light Ale, and uh, it's coming up for Father's Day. Oh, there you go. Uh, right. Yeah, Excellent. Hey, thank you very much. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. It's brilliant. All right, but yeah, do get in touch if you want. If you want to know yeah, any more, just give much. us a shout. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. You're more than welcome. Don't mind spreading the gospel? No, it's... <laughs> anything that's... Because uh, our listeners, there a lot of uh, beer drinkers. So who are your listeners? What's your, what's your audience? Varies. Uh -huh. uh, we have, obviously, local people. We have people in the States. Uh, Australia, mm -hmm. uh, over in uh, Portugal, uh, Germany. Uh, so yeah, we have quite a wide audience. Speak Spanish. If you want to do a Spanish bit? I'll do that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be definitely interested in uh, hearing about you. Okay, that's for cool. sure. I did Arabic in night school. Uh, I don't think many of those would be drinking the beer. You never know. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be very surprised. It's like Sikhs aren't like Sikhs aren't supposed to drink, right? <laughs> they drink cider because it's not. They didn't mention cider in their holy scriptures. <laughs> if there's a way around it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of Birmingham Sikhs go to the cider house at Quan, which is just outside and just outside the uh, Shropshire a bit. Oh wow. yeah, that's brilliant. So that was Andy Skeen from Dominion Brewery. Actually, I've had an email from Andy since the festival. Oh, fantastic. Basically, he wanted to know when the show's coming out so that he can link it to his website. He, he seemed pretty keen um, to talk with us a bit further, didn't he? Um, he, he said to us, you know, if, you, if you've got any more questions or want to know any more or, or anything, get in touch. So... Um, that could be a field trip, you know. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be really good, actually, because just, just listening to him, he's very enthusiastic about the product, so it's always good to listen to people like that because you're just drawn to just listen to them and, and you don't want to... You don't want to go away, you just want to keep listening. That makes sense. Just He's been in the brewing business for like 30-odd years, 
as you can tell he's not from these shores originally he's from Canada but uh, yeah he's been in the UK uh, for over 30 years brewing beer from both Dominium which is his new newest project and um, Pitfields the, the organic beers which um, you bought one didn't you I did and depending on how the game goes later I may be drinking it <laughs> I bought two one was one was for me one was for me dad I I bought a bottle of eco warrior uh, yeah how was that have you tried it yeah I've, i had it last weekend actually um it was really nice it, it's definitely a summer beer it's one of these ones that you nurture you kind of hang on to the beer but yeah it's it was a really nice beer the the other one that i bought was the letchworth light ale uh, yes. for my dad for father's day dad used to drink light ale when i was a kid and it went out of fashion and you can't buy it anywhere now really and it's only these micro breweries um that are bringing these old beers back to life so um i thought yeah dad would really love that so um yeah that's what i got for him yeah the owls do seem to be going out of fashion don't they i remember when i was younger uh one of my friend's dads introduced us to something called man's brown ale (laughs) and um that was that was actually really nice. I only found it in the pub a couple of times, actually, but um, made a nice little refreshing change to your usual lagers and things. Well, there's a lot of um, breweries now coming up with new um, weird and wonderful ales. Uh, there's a company that I like uh, a lot. I've mentioned them before. Uh, a company called uh, Brewdog, uh, based up in Scotland, and they make some wonderful beers. And the, the latest one I, I tried, which I actually mentioned in that clip, was a, a Californian Pale Ale. It's Californian because of the hops uh, that are in it, which is the Cascade hops that um, I actually tried whilst I was at the stand there, which is an American hop. The, the, the actual beer is called the Dead Pony Club. It's a very low volume of uh, alcohol, really. It's only three point something, but it's a lovely beer, really is. Um, yeah, try some of their beers, the Brewdog beers. You're listening to The Garbage Pod. Where your input is our output. As uh, Lee Boswell mentioned earlier, uh, extra stools were added for the second day of the festival. So Donnie and I took a stroll through Howard Gardens on a glorious Sunday morning to see what the festival had in store for us. The headliner for the gardening stage was CBeebies star Mr Bloom. For people outside of the UK, CBeebies is a a BBC channel aimed at children aged six or under. And when Mr Bloom was on the stage performing, I have never seen so many kids in one place. Actually, if you go on the show notes, you will see a picture of Mr Bloom there with uh, a sea of kids in front of him. It It was an amazing sight. Mr. Bloom is played by a guy called Ben Foltz, and uh, I was asked if I wanted to interview him. It was at this point things started to get a little bit surreal. So, so when you say surreal, then, um, what, what do you mean? What, what happened? Well, I had to wait for Ben's photo and autograph session with the kids, and during the wait, one of my highlights of the whole weekend happened. What was that? Have a listen to this. Oh, I don't know if you quite heard that, that this little lad came up to me and he, he put his finger on my t-shirt and started to read the name 
across my shirt. The garbage <laughs> pod. <laughs> Brilliant. As, as you heard Donnie at the end there saying, saying well, at least somebody recognised you. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which I was quite taken aback by. I was like, wow. <laughs> the T-shirt works. Yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> When the uh, photo session ended, um, Ben was surrounded by hordes of kids and parents as he was ushered into the back of a car. And Lee told me I could get my interview while he drove Ben back to the Love Letchworth offices. So there I am in the passenger seat of a car with a recorder between the seats interviewing a children's television presenter. So I'm, I'm Mark from, from the uh, the Garbage Pod podcast. Uh, it's a local podcast, and uh, we're covering the events here. Um, so what I was going to ask you is, uh, you are uh, quite a sensation on uh, CBBS, and uh, what kind of message are you trying to portray? Well, the, the core uh, the core idea of the show is all about nurture, and so that that touches many different themes, like nurture in the garden. So obviously growing, but then also um, it's it's about um, the veggies, these uh, childlike vegetables, and uh, how they um, how they grow as uh, individuals. So nurture is the core theme, but doing that uh, through yeah different ways. Brilliant. So is it also encouraging children to? get out into the garden and, and yeah yeah absolutely so it's um, yeah it's, it's about engaging with nature I guess in the, on the, in the bigger picture through whether it's sustainability or through gardening or just uh, yeah just being outdoors and, uh, and enjoying what nature has to offer. Oh. Is that something that's that's especially pertinent to you is there a reason why you know you've, you've, you've gone down that route um, so well, interested in it? I, uh, I love nature I'm not a gardener I'd be hard pressed to mow the lawn uh, <laughs> once a year, but um, but yeah, it's it's when I was when I came up with the idea of the show, nature has always been a good source of inspiration in many different ways. And so um, it's uh, yeah, I love I love taking nature as a source of inspiration. But uh, in terms of gardening and where uh, <laughs> where Mr. Blue kind of ends what made you began. do it in the first place? I mean, you, you just woke up one day and said I'm going to take a show and do a show. How did it come about? Um, well, I was I I'd written a lot of um, well, predominantly studio theatre, so indoor theatre shows, and then was just looking for for work really. It just and what what was um, the thing with touring theatre? It takes a long time to yeah to get it together, and then funding, and then programming, and everything. So I, I set my mind to coming up with some street theatre shows. So it was stuff which could be rolled out the back of a van, very low tech. Um, easily to easy to put together and the lead time for, for bookings for festivals is a lot shorter so it was just a case of writing work which was easy to uh, put together and was happening in the public space and uh, I found this old pram in a antique centre this old Victorian pram and so I got the idea of a, a show which was instead of putting kids in the pram filled it full of compost and uh, dressed vegetables up as babies. Oh, right. So, and it was all about the interaction with the public and uh, improvisation with, with that. So it's, it's just one of those things of just looking 
an idea to, to make some work really. Because you really picked a, a good time to, to do this kind of thing because of you know everyone trying to be more self-sufficient and, yeah, and, yeah. and that. It's a, an ideal time to get people, to, the young people, to uh, recognise it. Yeah, it's, it's certainly relevant and when I, when I took the idea to the BBC it was Michelle Obama was in the garden of the White House and stuff so it was, uh, yeah, it was good time. So thank you, thank you very much for talking to us, yeah, and uh, I'll um, give Lee my contact details so that you can actually hear uh, your piece on the on the garbage pod. Okay. So there you go. That was Ben Foltz, or otherwise known as Mr. Bloom, which was quite weird because um, Mr. Bloom, when he's in character as Mr. Bloom, he's a little bit more northern, so he's like kind of uh, I don't know what kind of accent he's got. It's it's um, it, uh, I guess kind of Lancashire. Um, and, and, and it's got this kind of hello tiddlers that kind of um, <laughs> kind of thing um, and then when he's out of character he's like you heard because he's, he's from uh, West Country somewhere originally so yeah it was great to catch up with him um, I, I wish we could have talked a little bit longer especially when he was talking about at the end there that when he got commissioned by the BBC when he actually went to talk to the BBC in the BBC garden, Michelle Obama <laughs> was in the garden. Wow. Um, I, I would have liked to have found out a little bit more about that. But uh, that was uh, all the time we had. But um, very uh, informative uh, in that small amount of time. Yeah, it seemed to be, actually. And as you say, it, uh, it would have been a bit nice to get a bit, a bit more time. But, uh, yeah, it sounded really interesting and great to hear how we got the idea, really. Yeah, and it's great that the, the, the whole thing that he's, he's, he's come up with to, to encourage kids to get out and about and doing things, which, which is what it's all about these days, really, trying to encourage kids to um, get away from the games console and uh, <laughs> doing it. stuff. Well, it was the theme of the weekend, really, wasn't it? Obviously, with, with Sean and his demonstration, and then, as you say, with, with the theme for Mr. Bloom. So, Yeah, uh, that, that, definitely, because they are the the next generation so um if you encourage kids to cook if you can carry kids to get into the garden to get out into the country they're going to grow up with it they're going to encourage their kids to do the same absolutely when we arrived back at the offices i had uh, an interesting chat with one of the uh, traffic marshals that was guiding us into one of the parking spaces there um have a listen to this it was a success down there, was it? I managed to get a good interview with Mr. Bloom anyway. That's good. So was, oh, that's all right then. So, yeah. so what do you do, podcasting? Yeah, or podcast, yeah. It's podcast. garbage card. Oh, garbage okay. Podcast, right. Uh, we got in touch with Lee and Di. And, um, you were here yesterday, weren't you? Yes, I was. That's right, yeah. yes, I remember now. And uh, oh, we, we got a good interview with uh, Sean Wilson uh, when he was here. And um, a few of the saw holders and oh, that's good. photographs. So uh, we've got enough. We'll, we'll, we will have enough content to uh, make a show out. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you're going to come back for the street fest, are you? When you've got Titan here and everything? Yeah. I'm going to uh, try and get to as many of the um, the events for the whole of the well, Electro Festival as we can. That's I mean, we, there's four of us covering everything, so um, that's good. We can split up and do things. Uh, which is what we did yesterday. We, we, I just scattered the troops, as it were, and uh, <laughs> said, "Do it's, your it's, thing." <laughs> it's not that. I mean, it's technology. It's there, isn't it? That's the. Uh, I mean, that's the. I mean, you had um, BBC Three Counties come through, didn't you, this morning? Yeah, I saw the photographs that she was putting up uh, yeah. as she came through because she put some. 
She put a lovely picture of the Sparilla building uh, as she, oh, she came cute. through earlier. All right. So, uh, oh, that's good. I'll start on place. I know that, uh, I mean, we got told they were coming through, so we couldn't help them in any way. So they just sent them down the road and to get some clues further down. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a good program, that, the... Uh, the treasure quest. Yes. Nice came today so gets a bit of publicity, doesn't it? Well, we kind of covered the event last year, but it was I didn't have so many people with me and it, it didn't good. come across as as professional. So well, I we, thought I'd do it properly, get in touch with the organisers and uh, get access to whatever we can get access to. Well, I have been talking for some time trying to get a local radio, a, a station in Letchworth. Right. Just for local, you know, just for the local area. And it's been, this is being talked about for some time now, and there's some people that are, that are trying their hardest to get a station up and running, even if it's in one of the shops. Yeah. You know, which may be a novelty, I don't know. You know, if you have um, local radio in a shop in the town, then um, that might be a novelty, but uh, that idea has been going for some time now. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to put up. I mean, I've, I've worked on commercial local radio myself, so I know the ins and outs of that kind of stuff. Uh, but commercial, um, community radio is up and coming. Yeah. It's, it, it's really yeah. making a name for itself now. So, um, well, anything to promote the town. That's right. I mean, we, we've got a hell of a lot going for us. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you, what's coming up is very important. I mean, you have got some... I mean, the town hall, I mean, they've, they've, uh, they've moved people from Goldsmith Centre to the town hall now. Yeah. So that frees up the Goldsmith Centre for more learning. Right. The Vinci Centre. Yeah. Um, you've got the cafe in the Da Vinci Centre now that's open. There are plans, there are plans, um, I mean I went along to the uh, big meeting and there are plans for, I think it was, um, was it 4,000 students to come into the town or something? Wow. There are, there are plans afoot. Sorry. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's oh, Paul, you're all right, mate? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm, thank you. Yeah, I'm okay. But it's coming on, you know, it's it's growing and as I said when we get um, more stuff coming to lecture, it'll be a lot better. And some of the shops are filling up as well now. Yeah, I've noticed that. Bottle Station Road, you've got the unit there, that's going to be taken. There's a couple more units, there's a new computer shop opening up in the Wind. Um, there's another new shop opened up uh, in uh, Incredible Inc. So you've got some new shops opening down there, so the, the holes are starting to fill up again. This is good, I mean... Um what we lack in the bigger shops, the, the, the big name shops, we have the independent traders, and it's just these events yeah. that, that makes Latchworth what it is. That's right. So as long as we can keep pulling these kind of things off, yeah. then um, people are going to keep coming. That's right. I mean, the street festival, that's normally a good crowd full of a Titan bit. All the kids love to Titan. So um, they all coming for that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it'd be nice if you had this sort of thing every week. So yeah, that was uh, one of the the marshals, and uh, yeah, he had uh, quite interesting things to say there, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. Very positive as well about how things are starting to improve and and things that are coming into the Garden City there. You'll find that a lot of people who have involvements in the Garden City here are very passionate about what they do, and uh, it's always a good thing. Well, that's about all we have time for on the Garbage Pod for this episode. Thanks to the Bullhawk for coming over to the Garden City for the festival. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It was a, a great day out. Very much enjoyed. And also thanks to Alan Taylor Shearer for coming over from Norfolk to be with us. It was really great to meet up with him and uh, Dee Dee Sue and Jenny. And of course, 
Monkey. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic. Um, thank you very much for, for coming down. It was, was great to meet all of you. And uh, look forward to, to more events we can cover together soon. Absolutely. I would also like to thank Lee Boswell, Di Adkins and the rest of the Love Letchworth team for allowing the Garbage Pod to come on board and record the event. And of course, everybody that we spoke to during the course of the weekend. Visit www.thegarbagepod.weebly.com for the show notes for this or any other episode of The Garbage Pod or TGP Extra. Just look for the Garbage Pod show section in the menu. While you're on the website, why not have a nose about? You can find a little bit more about me and the rest of the crew and find out what's going on in the podosphere by reading the blog and much, much more. Let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com Because your input is our output. Or you can use the social media icons at the top of the website, which include Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to subscribe to the show, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and now via YouTube. If you look on the right-hand side of the show's page, the blog, or even the video vault, you'll see a little button there that says Donate. If you like what we do, and you feel that you could give us a little something just to help us out a bit, we would be most appreciative. And don't forget, spread the word. I'll leave you with a clip from BBC Three Counties' Treasure Quest team as they arrived in Letchworth to find the clue that was hidden in the Food and Garden Festival. Until next time, take care one and all, and we'll speak to you again very soon. This is Treasure Quest on BBC Three Counties Radio. Certainly is, and questing with us today in the studio are Sally and Luke Davis from High Wycombe. Sally is a mobile hairdresser. Luke's at college doing his uh, media course. Jenna Bonsai Benson in Letchworth at the moment. Oh, there she is. She's. Uh, yes. What's going on, Jenna? We have, we have found the food. <laughs> um, we've been navigating the one-way system yeah. of Letchworth. We're just trying to get through a barrier. Right, to uh, get you in there. see if we can be allowed through. Okay. Uh, to the food festival. All right, well... The just, is just discussing this with a marshal at the moment. When you say discussing, you mean arguing his point? <laughs> we, we've been told to follow this road down... Right. ...and go through to the food festival and have a nice day. See, that's nice. I like when marshals are kind to us, so I'm, I'm taking it that we are allowed in and we're in the right position... Sounds like or it. ...or the right place. I've, uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping we are, yeah. <laughs> Clue 1 sent us over to Stotfold via the, the roundabout and the road closures over in Henlow. Clue 2, uh, this sent us to uh, uh, Stotfold FC, FC's football ground. And Clue 3, uh, a bit further south, down to Letchworth, to the food festival, which is happening in the centre of town. Oh, so, yes. Yes? It certainly is happening. There's bread, <laughs> there's massive plates of paella, mm. there are cakes, there's all sorts going on. Where are we going to? Oh, I don't know. Sure. Do you think there's something in the clue that ten- sending us to the a main, s- stage? The main, the main stage. stage? The main stage. The main stage. The main stage. Well, we're searching for the main stage as we make our way past the sausage company and <laughs> Fat <laughs> Man <do>. Chili. <laughs> yeah. This must be the main stage. It looks like a dance tent. It looks like, well, they may not well, be must... so much. It's like a bandstand, really. Somebody there to, to, to welcome you, do you think? Um, we, we're slowly making our way through because obviously there are quite a few pedestrians. Um, oh, that's garden centre. Well, it's it, like garden centre. Well, it is a food. Hang on a minute. What's the official title? It's the food. That lady is waving. It is. It's the Letchworth Food and Garden Festival. Okay, so we're going to the garden stage. Right. 
because he's a big dyke's garden centre. Bear with. Hello, what's your name? Sally. Sally, Sally, I'm hoping that you might have a clue for us and you might be expecting us here oh, today. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. You do, you do. Brilliant. Yes. We've got the next oh, one. Sorted. Clue three done. Clue master with an explanation of said clue number three. Clue number three. Find out the value of a leer, or maybe chase it with a beer. The main stage is where things will become clear. Well, if you wanted to find out the value of a leer, you might find out what a lech is worth. Mm-hmm. This should have then led you to Lechworth, where the food and garden festival is taking place today. Hence the reference to having a beer. The main food stage is where it should have become all clear. That's where the clue hunter should have found the next clue by now. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Treasure Quest. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Andy Gelder. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi. It's 12 minutes after 10. We're on the quest today with Sally and Luke and Jenna Bonsai-Benson is in Letchworth at the Food and Garden Festival. So, Jenna, uh, back over to you. Tell us a bit about the festival and then we'll tell you what we think about Clue 4. Yes, well, we've heard about some of the stalls here, here as I made my way through the, the high street uh, trying to find the main stage. And I found Sally, who's at the, the gardening part of the main stage. There's lots going on, Sally, as the, the festival's being set up this morning. We've got people who are already making badges, planting pots and and also painting their own but there's so much to see and do here isn't there yes we've got a hundred stalls selling food drink and gardening equipment so it's a food and garden festival that's really important um, and you can have there's lots of children's activities we've got demonstrations and this morning at 11:30, we've got the cbb star mr bloom and he's coming down to do his show for the children so if you've got anybody under the age of eight please bring them down and this is something that children are going to be very excited about seeing mr bloom and finding out all about the plants and and just getting a, a bit of a, a sense of how to to become a gardener and, and just get get interested in gardening and being outside really yeah you can never start them too young and they can paint a little flower pot and we're giving them some seeds to plant in the pot so they can come down do that make their badge have their face painted they can go and learn how to cook they can come and watch mr bloom to be entertained it's all funded by um, the heritage foundation and love letchworth and as you can see our main stage is sponsored by bicker dykes um, so we're really excited that so many people have got behind it. The sun is out as well, so that's a The really deck chairs are out as well, aren't they? Yeah. So you've got deck chairs all around this main part of the stage where, where you can sit down and rest and obviously learn and, and watch these cookery demonstrations, buy some plants. It's fantastic. There's so much going on here that I don't think I've got time to talk about it all, but it looks brilliant and loads of people are out already enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, it sounds very busy. It is. It is really busy. There's people walking dogs. There's people in the, the flower stalls. There's people eating breakfast already, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. we, we've got a, a little beehive just to our right. Obviously, we, we've got the badge making and the, the planting next to us. Get me out of here before I start getting involved. <laughs> the Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.